Greetings in Jesus' name. I'm Bishop Chester Wright, and this is a video teaching series on how to study the Bible or how to study the Bible so that you can know truth, know the one who is truth, have the truth to be able to purify your soul in obeying the truth through the Spirit. In the previous lessons, uh, the introduction and then the ten lessons that followed, uh, we we talked about uh, the biblical principles behind the necessity to study the Word of God, to pursue the Word of God, and the Scripture telling us how to do that through the Spirit. Beginning with this lesson, we're going to talk about the practical aspects of studying the Word of God. But I'm going to repeat to you again right now, and I'll probably be saying this many, many times. You cannot apply these yourself. They have to be applied in your life by the Spirit. So the uh, this is uh, video number 12. It's lesson number 11, uh, and it's the first lesson of the second section of this video series in how to study the Bible. There are many, many different ways to interact with the Word of God. You can read it. Uh, you can do uh, different types of uh, studies. You can study the, the Greek text, and, and you, you can read through it and just study each verse as you're reading uh, consecutively, chronologically, or, or not chronologically, but according to the way it's laid out in the Bible. But as I shared with you in my testimony, there was a way to study the Bible nobody had ever taught me. I'd never had a pastor or preacher, never heard anybody say, do this if you're looking for answers. If you're looking for specific answers in the Scripture, there is primarily only one method of Bible study that you can use if you're looking for specific answers. Say, for instance, I want to know what the Bible specifically says about salvation. Well, I can start at Genesis 1-1 and read through uh, to Revelation 22-21, which will take me a while. And technically, I will read all of the verses in the Bible on the subject of salvation. However, uh, that's very time-consuming. It takes a long time, and you may not even be aware you're reading the verses you need to be paying attention to. So the Lord taught me this many, many years ago, and I've shared this with others. It wasn't original with me. Uh, it was original to me, but it wasn't original with me. People have been using topical Bible study for, I'm assuming, hundreds if not thousands of years, uh, but it was new to me was new to me, and it was the the method that God used to teach me truth. And as I said in my Bible study uh, or my introductory lesson, you know, I, I this was years ago, 1965 is when I started, and I would take eight and a half by 11 line sheets of paper and a pencil, and as I study, the Lord would lead me through reading Scripture and studying Scripture, I would write down verses that pertain to specific topics. For instance, if I was studying how to be saved, I could read John 3, 3 through John 3, 5. I'd write that down. I'd write down John 3, 16. I'd write down, uh, uh, well, just many, many other verses there. Acts 2, 38, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 
22 and various different places where it talked about people actually getting saved. I'd write all that down, and then in prayer, I would read these verses, and God would explain to me the truth that harmonized all of those verses. So uh, a an important key uh, Bible study principle is uh, the topical Bible study. Again, I'm reading. If we want biblical answers to our questions, then we have to study the Scripture topically as opposed to just reading the Scriptures verse by verse chapter by chapter. As we read the New Testament, we find that Jesus and the apostles frequently quoted individual verses. It is written, they would say, from the Old Testament, which addressed the specific subject about which they were speaking or writing. Therefore, they actually were using the results of their own topical study. Let me say that one more time. I was reading that. Let me say this, say it to you. Jesus and the apostles used this method. They didn't quote the entire Old Testament. They didn't even quote chapters of the entire Old Testament. But both Jesus and the apostles in their ministry would quote specific verses that applied to the topic they were teaching on. Well, that had to be a result of their own study of those topics and the Spirit of the Lord teaching them those things and the Spirit of the Lord quickening those things from their study uh, to uh, uh, teach. Now, Yes, it is possible for the Holy Ghost to speak through me and quote a verse I've never read before. But that would have to be an extreme circumstance where there is a necessity and where the fact that I have not read that verse would not be a product of my neglect. Because David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So therefore, if the Spirit of the Lord is going to, to quote something in my, in my study, it must be something I put in my hearts. If I've done all this study and it's only in my notes because I've studied intellectually, it didn't get in my heart. David didn't say, thy word have I recorded on paper that I might not sin against God. I, I put stuff down, not, not on paper as much anymore, but in, in, in uh, computer files. I, I record the things that God gives me, but it's not enough to record it like that. I have to record it here too. I have to receive it in my spirit, not just in my mind, so that it's there. The scripture talks about the, the priests that were saved, that the Lord would bring out of the treasure, the good treasure that was in their heart. From all the years of their study in the word of God, God would, the spirit of the Lord would bring out of them in their ministry the things he had taught them. Uh, to do a topical study of any specific subject of interest, we should gather all of the verses in the Bible on that subject and then pray and ask the Lord to show us the revelation of the truth that will harmonize those verses. Now, you say, well, how do I know if I have all of the verses on a specific subject? Frankly, I don't know that you will ever know that you have all the verses. That's why you always are studying. I've got computer files that I started as pieces of paper decades and decades ago that then I, I recorded it as a computer file. And they, there are many versions of that file in my, in my computer. I've rarely ever 
uh, discard and the original versions of those files or the significant changes to those files. They're separate files. And I have them classified as old or original files. And then I have the current working document because sometimes I'll go back through that and see how the Lord has added to my understanding of a subject, uh, in that situation. So you always study the word of God with something to write on. And ideally, you always study the Word of God where you can copy and paste into a file and make a set of notes really quickly. I have sets of notes that I've made from studies that I've never, he's never directed me back to, but it's there. I know it's there. I know how to find it. And I have uh, uh, studies and, uh, and then which became teaching notes or preaching notes uh, that uh, he gave to me and it maybe sat for weeks or months or years till he, brought me back to that subject, and then I had a starting point, and then he would add to or change or he would clarify points that I did not fully, had that he didn't give me all the lines and the precepts to. Because remember, he teaches us line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And so it's a constant growth in the subject, and I'm always, always learning as he's teaching Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. So while we're using this topical method, we don't ever conclude that we have every verse. But truth arm always harmonizes the verses that we do have. And when he adds a new verse uh, or new verses to that topic, that's when he adjusts our understanding of that subject in light of those new verses. So I've always got to be willing to adjust my, to let him adjust my understanding and my position on certain subjects as he adds new and more and more subjects to that. That's why we are walking in the light as he is in the light. That's why his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That's figuratively speaking primarily as far as him directing us in life. So I can only live by the light I've got right now, but I've always got to be willing for him to give me a greater understanding of these things as we go through them. If any verse seems, if any new verse that he adds to the, to my study of the subject, if any, if it seems to contradict our understanding of a particular doctrinal subject, then we must continue to seek the Lord for an understanding or an interpretation that harmonizes all of the verses, one which allows us to conclude with integrity that they are saying the same thing. Now, if you started out with Matthew 28, 19, but then the Lord shows you Acts 2, 38, some say, well, I'm going to choose the words of Jesus over the words of the apostles. The problem is the words that were written down in Matthew 8, 28, 19, Jesus didn't write them. What was written there is the apostle. And that same apostle was standing there in the group when Peter said Acts 2.38. So you don't have the option of choosing between the two. The only option we have is to allow the Spirit of God to harmonize these two that seem to be divergent. And they're not divergent at all. Once I see the Holy Ghost shows me and enlightens my, my understanding on those things. So I've got to be always willing for the Spirit of God to add new verses to a topic and to let him adjust my understanding of that topic by those verses. That's why you always are studying. 
That's why you don't ever stop studying. You don't ever arrive. You don't ever get your degree in knowing truth. You may get your degree on a topic. You may get your degree by according to man based on certain subjects you've studied. But you can't get your degree in truth. There is no degree in truth because there are no doctors of the truth. There's only students of the truth. There are only disciples seeking to be more and more like Jesus in the truth. You don't ever stop studying the truth because he doesn't ever stop adding more and more and more facts and basis and scriptures to our the topic of any particular, the truth of any particular topic. And so we never stop adjusting what we know because anybody that says, I have all the truth on that subject, they just lied because the Lord didn't cap he said that when the spirit of truth is coming, he would guide us into all truth. But he never is going to say to us, okay, in this life, you got it all. You don't need to study anymore. You know everything there is to know. So let me go on. If there are verses that do contradict our interpretation, if I've got an interpretation of the scriptures I have, but he adds new verses and they contradict what I thought I understood those verses to say, then what we are now saying, have been saying, is inaccurate. If if I'm walking, if you and I are walking on a path in the dark, in the woods, and you have a flashlight, and you're shining that path, that light on our path, and we're we're uh, uh, we're walking in the light of that, we're walking in the light. We can see what's in that path. But if we've been walking a while and we, one of us says, let's rest a minute. And so we sit down and rest. And you say, uh, let's go. And I say, nah, I'm going to stay here a while. Well, I want to go on. And I say to you, well, go ahead. And you get up and you take the flashlight and start walking on that path. I was in the light all the way up to that point. But at the moment the light moves on and I don't, I'm now in the darkness. Now, that's easy to accept if we're talking about walking in the woods with a flashlight. But a lot of people have a hard time accepting that I had light up to this point and light moved on and I didn't. And I was in the light up to this point And this place that was light at one time for me is now darkness because God has called me to move on. He, he is going to guide us into all truth. The moment I stop being guided, I no longer have truth. Even if what I believe now is part of what is true, that those new scriptures are adding more dimension, progressive understanding of the word to the truth. And when I record it all down and that becomes what I believe and I'm go- not going on from this point and I'm not growing from this point and my understanding of the knowledge of the word of God's not grow- going to grow from this point, then I'm now in darkness. If we need to twist the message of any particular verse in order to make it fit our interpretation, then we're deceiving ourselves and anyone else that we're sharing our interpretation with. I've got to always let the Holy Ghost explain the harmony of all those verses on a subject. In my spirit, unless I am totally deceived, I always know when I've twisted a little bit. And if you want truth... You immediately, Jesus, forgive me. 
you show me. Obviously, I don't have this yet. Obviously, I don't understand this yet. If God confirms through study and prayer that a particular verse actually does not apply to the topic we are researching, then that verse must be laid aside as not relevant to that topic. In other words, I may think a particular verse applies to that topic I'm studying, but if the Holy Ghost says, that's not talking about that topic, if I keep it there, then that verse trying to be harmonized with all other verses on that subject then perverts what I understand. So it's very important to let the Holy Ghost put each verse in the place in which it's supposed to be. I've used this before. I'm going to use it again. To me, topical study is like looking at the Word of God as a jigsaw puzzle. No matter how many pieces to that puzzle, every one of those pieces have a specific place. And every one of those pieces relates to all other surrounding pieces in a specific way so that when that piece is put in its place and it relates to all that, all of a sudden I have a picture. Now, if I'm putting a jigsaw puzzle together, I may have a part of the picture now that I've got several pieces put together, but I don't know where those collected those collected pieces on that subject fit in the entire picture. If I'm trying to force a verse to fit into a place it doesn't fit in this picture of God, that it's a perversion. Every scripture fits in its place, and it relates perfectly with all the other verses on that in that picture, that part of the picture, that subject, that specific question I've got. So I want every verse to be placed by the Holy Ghost in its specific place in God's picture so that I will understand the the truth. The truth is God's picture. There's a truth about a portion of that picture, but then that portion of the truth has to fit in the big picture of the truth so that I see truth. And, And this is exactly the way God has worked it with me all these years. He, he gives me a piece. He'll say, now here's a verse. And he talks to me about that piece. But then he shows me how that piece fits with the other verses that surround that piece, that connect with that piece. Now, we know that a piece, in, a piece over here in the puzzle doesn't directly connect with this piece over here. But it is connected because they're both a part of one picture. And the same thing over here. I've got a piece of the puzzle, and then God begins to show me how that piece relates to the other pieces that it connects to. That's a topic. And then as he puts these topics together and shows how each of these topics relate, that becomes a greater part of the picture of truth. But then when he puts all these pieces together, I have a great, I have the picture. Now, what happens if he's put many of the places together and I've got a good idea what the picture looks like, but there are still verses missing. That's why I keep studying because the goal is all truth. The, the all truth is when every verse is in its place in relation to all other verses, specifically those verses that are surround that verse and to all other verses in that picture, whether they directly connect or indirectly connect, 
Every verse has its place. Every verse has a place that it it alone relates to all those other verses and explains those other verses by its place. That is why, let me go back and read this again. If God confirms through study and prayer that a particular verse actually does not apply to the topic we are researching, then that verse must be laid aside as not relative to that topic. Now, it applies to some topic, and some verses do apply to more than one topic because some some of the pieces of a puzzle are transitional in the picture. They show you the transition of how we get from one element of the picture to another element of the picture. Individually, they may not seem all that important, but they're transitional picture pieces of the puzzle. There are verses of Scripture just like that. They themselves don't propose some great individual truth clearly by them, but they are transitional verses that show you how other topics are connected. For instance, verses that talk about uh, both the form of baptism as a topic and the name in which that baptism should be done as a topic. There are, there are connecting verses that bring these together and show you they're all a part of the baptism picture. Because you have the baptism picture and then you have the picture of is baptism necessary for salvation? It, what's the mode of baptism? What's the name of baptism? What happens in baptism? All of these are individual uh, uh, topics that when they all relate together show you the full uh, picture of baptism. But then the picture of baptism relates with all of those individual topics. It relates to the plan of salvation. How does it relate to the plan of salvation? So you see, this is how topical study works. And there are the the, 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 the minutiae. Uh, uh, or the, 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 the more focused topic, uh, how is a person to be baptized? Is it, is it by immersion or sprinkler or whatever? Uh, who's supposed to be baptized? How old is a person supposed to be when they're baptized? What's the condition that a person should be, uh, uh, to, to be baptized? They have to have faith, they have to repent, and they have to know that Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. And then, uh, you know, what, what, what's the name that's used in baptism? And what's the, what's the effect of baptism? All these are individual parts of the subject of baptism. But then when you put all those together, you have the subject of baptism. And then the subject of baptism fits with the subject of salvation and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all of this is, that's why it is so awesome. It's so awesome this fellowship with the Lord, and and he may have be talking about you to you about this subject today. And then tomorrow, he just flips over to this completely different subject. They don't seem to be related. But then a few weeks down the road, he brings these two together and shows you how they're interrelate. See, when you're studying by the Spirit, you let him tell you what to study today. You let him stu- tell you what to study today. You may spend all day studying one piece of the puzzle. One scripture. But then later on, that day or the next day or a week or whatever, he will show you another verse. And then he shows you how those verses connect. That's called topical study. Uh, the problem is if we, if we decide to skip or ignore verses just because they do not agree with our interpretation, then we're violating the word of God. So a verse that doesn't fit where we're trying to fit it must be moved to where it fits. 
but a verse that fits where we we're trying where God's trying to fit it, but we don't like it because it changes what we, we don't want that we don't like to change this there, then we need to move on with that also. That's why it's vitally important that any study of the Word of God must be accompanied by prayer. That's why our study must be supernatural. We've talked about this repeatedly. This is why it's so important to fellowship with the Lord in prayer and learn his voice. You study the word, you learn his voice so that you can recognize his voice. But then when you're studying, searching for truth, you learn his voice to teach you where stuff goes to explain what it means and how it's supposed to fit and all of that. So you can't have true a true search for truth. Study the word with the, the fellowship of the spirit without being willing to listen to the voice of God. When we're gathering these topical scriptures, a good concordance along with many other topical reference works is often uh, needed tools. Uh, there are different types of concordances. Primarily the difference is what uh, to what extent uh, that concordance contains all the verses with that word in it. For instance, an exhaustive concordance will have every verse reference that that word is in. Now, if it's the word the, oh, man, it may not record all of those, but it's there. But then there are words like timidity, uh, that there's only one verse that has that in it. The, uh, there's another type of concordance. There's first the uh, exhaustive concordance that is the English words, every verse that has the English words of a specific translation. So each translation that you use, if you're going to use a concordance for that translation, has to have a, an exhaustive concordance for that translation. Primarily, most of us study the King James, and so we use an exhaustive concordance for that. But then there's a different type of concordance. There is a concordance that has every verse with a specific Greek of Greek word in it. And then there are the concordances that have every verse that has a specific Hebrew word in it. And as you get more and more into topical Bible study, you'll find these are really important tools. You may not use those in the beginning, but as you become more skilled in letting the Spirit of God help you to study a particular subject, then you're going to want to, to, to do both, the, the, to do those. And my, and my, uh, my files, computer files, word processing files on a particular subject, I have used in many cases, both the English and the uh, original language concordance to try to get every verse on that topic. Now, uh, there are some verses that don't use the word like baptism. So if I'm going to have, if I'm going to study the subject baptism, I'm, I may have to look up the word, the verses that have, that use the word uh, wash or other similar words. So I, as the study grows and gets more, uh, uh, complete, I'm not just using the, the, the word baptized in its forms or the Greek word that's translated baptized in its forms. Now I'm using the synonyms of those words. You say that's pretty complicated. No, it's not complicated at all, but it is a matter of depth. 
And if you want to know truth, over time, you won't do this initially, especially as you're learning this method, you're gonna, you have to be willing to get more in depth. Because you want, you want to know the truth. And ultimately, it takes every verse that, that, that addresses that subject to be available to you if you really want to see the harmony. Uh, there are many Bible study programs and apps, some of which are free, which have more than an adequate concordance included. The advantage of studying the Bible electronically is that more complex searches are easily possible, such as the ability to search for every verse that includes both words, both words, like Jesus and God. Uh, you couldn't, I couldn't do that when I just had a book. But now I can do multiple concordant searches electronically. <laughs> My first computer to do one, a single word search. It would take 45 minutes for it to search the Bible for that word. If I wanted to search for every verse that had this word plus this word in it, those searches would take the computer sometimes an hour and a half, two hours. You talk about being difficult. Now, it was awesome to be able to do that because all those years of studying with just books, I had no way to study and itemize out just the verses that had both those words in it except writing all those verses out and then all those verses out and then comparing them, eliminating all the others and just keeping those. You talk about time consuming. But now, today, I can, by the time I push the word search, within nanoseconds most of the time, a list of those verses is available to me. So topical study today is so much easier than it used to be. An additional advantage of electronic study is how easy it is to copy and paste scriptures into a document file to retain them for future reference. One word of advice. If we do not preserve a record of what we're studying as we're studying, then the time invested is greatly diminished in value because no one can remember all that is gleaned during any specific time of study. And you know what I've learned about Jesus? This is so important to him that the flow is never hindered. The flow of what he's telling me, the flow of how he's directing me is never hindered because I'm copying and pasting stuff he's showing me into a file. He wants me to remember it more than I could ever want to remember it, but I can't remember it. And he proved that he understood man can't remember it because he had it all written down. He had these great men of God that he used to speak scripture, speak those things which became scripture to us. He had them write it down. He spoke it. They wrote it down. He didn't write it down, but they wrote it down, not just for their benefit, but for all of our benefit. So what God is telling you, you need to write down. If you don't do it, you don't get the benefit of it long term. You can't come back and study it. You can't do that. The other type of uh, reference work that is valuable in topical study uh, is a topical study Bible. That's what they're called. They go by different names. There are several very good and helpful works available. The one, uh, but one of my favorites that I've used for a long time is the Treasure of Treasure of Scriptural Knowledge. Uh, another is Nave's Topical Bible. Uh, these actually work differently. They, the, the treasure of scriptural knowledge uh, actually will take a verse, 
you look it up and you open up a verse and it will take a couple of words and show you other scriptures that are have a parallel to that. And then it does that for the verses, the key words or phrases in that verse. And we'll give you other scriptures uh, on that uh, topic. Uh, Nave's topical Bible, it actually uses topics uh, alphabetically. It, topics, you go in there, and it will give you different elements of that topic and scriptures on that. Uh, these works and others like them are similar in many ways to a concordance, except the lists of scriptures are itemized according to topics and not by any specific words they contain. But here, let me caution you, uh, though none of these works are exhaustive on any subject, therefore we must use them to complement our study resources, but we cannot become dependent solely upon them. And remember, these lists of scriptures were created by men. They are not exhaustive. So you can't simply quote, copy the list of scriptures on a particular topic that any one of these reference works gives you because they are not exhaustive. And the limit on this is limited by the amount of truth that the people that were making the list had. So use the tools, but always depend first and foremost on the scripture. In the following lessons, we will discuss the guiding biblical principles of the topical study of a uh, uh, topical study approach. They are very critical to finding the truth. It's very, very important that you learn these, these specific elements of topical study principles and apply them. In fact, the topical study method becomes unreliable if any of the principles taught in the following lessons are ignored or not adhered to without exception and followed literally. If you don't follow them literally and specifically, all of these principles, then you cannot rely on what you're finding. I pray that you will let the Lord teach you how to use the topical method of Bible study so that you can find truth on specific subjects for yourself that your soul can rely on. God bless you.